Welcome to the ReChurch Podcast. This is Tyler Armstrong, the student pastor at 12th Street Baptist Church in Rambosity, Alabama, with our lead pastor, Thomas Winborn. We are asking the question, how can we become the church that Jesus intended? What's good, what's good, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the ReChurch Podcast. I am here in the podcast lab, otherwise known as Tyler Armstrong's office, with the one and only Luke Parker. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. Man, doing pretty great. How you been liking this Christmas series, man? It's fantastic. First I, off, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that this is our best bumper video that we've ever made, just behind the Humble scenes. Humble brag. Yeah, Humble I'm going to pat myself on the back Humble on brag. it, man. But for real, though, it turned out perfect. Listen, y'all, a few weeks ago, I was um making some Christmas cards for our students, you know, and uh, I was going into the program that I used to make the Christmas cards because honestly, like I could have made them in Photoshop. I could have went really, you know, really hard, but you know, when you have a program that does it for you, why not use it? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I log into the program and I look and I said, man, I haven't not used this program in a while. And it's because our boy Lou Parker has been using this program. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I was like, I said, man, like this is really cool because when Luke first started, you know, as an intern, he had an interest in this stuff, but didn't know how to use it. So he learned how to use, you know, starting out as a base level program. And then I gave him access to the next level programs that he go, brother, this is the basics of all the things. Walked him through it all. And now my wife, when she watched that bumper video the other night on Facebook, she looked at him and she said, Tyler, he's better than you. <laughs> and so I kind of first off was like, yes, like I finally made it, you know, second off, I got to make a better bumper video yeah. next time. So like the next sermon series that comes with a bumper video um, it's a competition. All right. Yeah, so, man. so good luck, brother. All right. And See so you there. Yeah, I'm coming after you. But anyway, man, now dude, the bumper was incredible. Um, I love the, I, the instrumental behind it mm-hmm. is so powerful. The timing of it. And then just on top of this, man, come behold the wondrous mystery. Yeah. Come look at Christ. Come see Christ for who he is. Man, it's just good. I mean, I can't tell you enough about how much I'm enjoying this series. So, what book right now are you reading, or what book would you like to recommend to the people of this great podcast? So I think this book may have been recommended on this podcast before, but I'm going to hit it again. It's called Forgotten God, mm. written by Francis Chan. Good one. It's specifically written on the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, and how that part of the Trinity is sort of the God that we forget about, that we just brush to the side, that we don't really recognize the whole time. Mm-hmm and just helps you get a deeper insight to that persona of yeah. God. I mean, and, and see, like, I think so many times we kind of treat, like, the Holy Spirit like he's the Force yeah. from Star Wars, yes. like, you know? And now me and you can relate to that because we're Star Wars nerds. But, I mean, real talk, we that's how we relate to it. We like, really like, do. We, we look at it like, you know, Father, send, send, send your Holy Spirit into me and all these mm-hmm. things. I mean, like, literally, it's just like Ray laying, like, like, be with me. Yes. Be with me. You know, it's just kind of like that scene in all reality, the Holy Spirit is a person. When you read the scriptures, it is a person that can be grieved, that mm-hmm. can convict, um, and he does the work of God within us. Yes. And um, there's another great book. Um, this is just this is for free. Like you ain't got to pay me for this one. Um, <laughs> the G. Uh, not hold on. What's the name of it? Um, gosh, it's J.D. Greer's book on the Holy Spirit. Like, what book is that? Hang on, let's do some research. Man, I was about to... Hold on. Stand by. All right. Let's see. Oh, Jesus Continued. There you go. Jesus Continued. That's it. Jesus Continued. Phenomenal book. The tagline of the book is why why the Holy Spirit inside of you is better than Jesus beside you. Yeah. 
Like, we have the power of God that raised Christ from the dead within us, brothers and sisters. So, Forgotten God, great, great, great book for, like, you know, not overly theological, yeah, but it's like, Francis Chan. That's good. We led our middle school boys through this mm-hmm. book. That's how easy to understand it is. Yeah, I forgot you did that. Yeah, man. And so, yeah, our Holy Spirit. Our, they, they loved it. Yeah, dude, middle school guys have, like, a grasp of the person of the Holy Spirit. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. All right, so for me, I'm going to use this one. The Jesus We Missed by Patrick Reardon. Now, this was like the book of the year in like 2006, 2007, like Christianity Today's book of the year. All right. Um, which doesn't carry a ton of weight anymore. But anyway, all right. So um, Patrick Reardon uh, wrote this book on the humanity of Christ. Um, I have a copy of it. My copy is like beat to mess and back because I read this book so many times. And I picked it up because there was a, there was a, I'm trying to remember, yeah, Luke, I'm about to mention something. Do you remember the Resurgence website? Do you remember that? I do not. Okay, so there used to be this website. It was like pre, pre well, right when the gospel, you can't even find it anymore. Like, okay. that, yeah, I was like, about Luke, to look Luke was up. about to look it up. Um, there used to be this website, and it was like a blog, and it was it was like the mega gospel coalition. All okay. right, there used to be a ministry called the Resurgence, and it was for like you know just really solid gospel preaching churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, really funny who ran it, Mark Driscoll. All right. Oh, that's funny. Really funny. He was the guy who was in charge of the resurgence. And so um, they had their own publishing arm. I mean, it was like pre-Gospel Coalition. Then the Gospel Coalition formed, and now the Gospel Coalition kind of plays that role that the resurgence played mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. They had a blog called The Book That We Missed. Okay. And they wrote a blog on this book. And I was like, man, that book sounds incredible. And it's all about the humanity of Christ, the things that you don't think about, like Jesus experiencing, like, sickness. Mm-hmm. Like the things that he subjected himself to in his humanity, yeah, you know, so that he could redeem humanity, and that's something that you know, so many times like there's a there, there's that stupid line you know, um, in that Christmas song, um, there he is laying in the cradle, no crying he makes, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I just totally I butchered that line, but it's like no. Away in a manger yeah, is the song you, he's referencing. You. Gosh, I could not remember the name of the song. I'm having dude, it's Monday, man. It, it is, is Monday in a nutshell. But anyway. Away in a manger, you know, no crying he makes. He cried. He wasn't like some kind of super baby. You know, he just like came into the world. Like babies cry when they come into the world. They're not crying. That's kind of scary. Yeah. All right. They That usually mean something wrong is yeah, going on. It said they should be crying. And so we typically imagine Jesus like he was some kind of like superhuman, like some kind of avenger or something. He was human. And so this book, I mean, especially in this Christmas season, like we focus so much on Jesus as God, I would encourage you, think about Jesus as man. Mm-hmm. Now, don't realize he was 100% man, 100% God. Right, that's the struggle. Yeah, 100% man, 100% recognizing God. Recognizing both. Like, but coming to grips with both. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like realizing he was just as much a man as me and you, yeah. you know? And so um, really good. But anyway, so we're going to take a little bit of a diversion to here. Luke, what's your favorite Christmas tradition like for your family? So my family every year, we have this very small super thin book called socks for christmas it's by a guy named andy andrews and we actually have the uh the audiobook that you can like put in your dvd player and listen to or your cd player and listen to and every year we listen to this book and basically andy the author of this book is telling a story from his childhood where one christmas the only thing he got from his like aunt or grandmother was a pair of socks And he really didn't understand why she would give him socks for Christmas until a few days later where he was hanging out with his friends. They were all showing all the cool presents they got. And one of his friends only got socks for Christmas. That was the only present he got for all of Christmas. 
and the kids didn't really understand why they started making fun of this kid and turns out their family was poor they weren't as fortunate as the rest of the kids they couldn't afford any other present other than socks and that's something that the kid really needed was just a pair of socks and basically the message behind the whole book is there are people that are less fortunate than you all around you that you may not even realize it and it's reminding us who are more fortunate than them of why we celebrate Christmas it's to give gifts ultimately the greatest gift is Jesus Christ yeah for sure I mean so many times that this holiday has been so commercialized Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying uh, so my favorite Christmas tradition is to listen to the song Christmas Shoes on repeat mm-hmm. over and over until my eyes start bleeding from the tears. I'm kidding. <laughs> so uh, I'm just kidding. Luke just went, uh-huh. uh-huh. Why are you subjecting yourself to that kind of torture, Why man? would you ever want to? Sir, I want to buy these shoes. All right. So anyway, um, for me, um, it's me and my family, we started this when I was a little kid, uh, just opening one present on Christmas Eve. That's it. I've heard of this tradition yeah. we don't really do it but yeah, just, i've heard just, of it just one present must um, be nice it, I, dude it's so much fun man because like my parents they would always pick you know like i remember one year we got gosh what did we get i think it was a gamecube or something like that mm-hmm. you remember the nintendo gamecube throwback yeah we got a gamecube and i got to open the memory card for the gamecube oh that's fantastic and so like you know so, what I'm like saying? you knew the yeah, gamecube i knew was the coming. gamecube was coming but you couldn't but do this anything. is the best part i didn't get it the next day Oh. I, was, I was like, what the heck? And my grandparents had bought me the GameCube. That's funny. So it was really funny because, like, I opened this. But, I mean, <laughs> anticipation, the waiting. You know, we yeah. talked about in our Advent podcast just, you know, a little bit a while back about how Advent's a season of waiting. Mm-hmm. Man, you're talking about the waiting? Like, I was like, man, I got a GameCube, like, memory card, which, you know, I'm sitting here talking about memory cards. How many, how many do you think of our students would know what a memory card is? Probably zero now. Yeah, they have probably in, just us. <laughs> like, like, like my my. Um, so sad. Yeah, dude, my Xbox One has I think one terabyte of storage built into it. That's you crazy. Know? And so like now you just have to plug memory cards into it. Anyway, it's just really fun. And so we've started doing that with Brooke. we're going to start doing that with Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, obviously, well, he was born a week before Christmas a year ago, uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. and so. Our Christmas present was getting to sleep for three hours. Yes. Because my mom came down and sat with him. So that was a great Christmas present. I opened that one on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, and then um, this last year, he was he was big enough to open presents, but he didn't really care for them. Right. This year, we have a ton of presents underneath the tree, and he's going, gifts, gifts. <laughs> and so like, he's like super excited about them. He wants to rip them open. He, he, he's just so excited. That's so, awesome. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to start letting him open his Christmas PJs. That's yeah. going to be his present every year. So like a different pair of Christmas PJs every year. I so. like that. Yeah, man. So... We're, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the season of starting new traditions, so mm-hmm. I'm excited. So, all right, what is a Christmas song you would like to recommend to the great people of this podcast, Luke? So, Passion has released another Christmas album mm-hmm. for the year 2020. Uh, it's called Hope Has a Name. The cover of this sort of reminds me of Lord of the Rings. It's got that green background with the gold font. It, it's very Lord of the Rings ish in just the way that it looks. But there's one song on this album called The King Has Come. And that song is literally just telling us, reminding us of why we celebrate this season. Our King, our Savior, has come down to earth as 100% God, 100% man, like you were just talking about. And it's just reminding us of why we're supposed to celebrate this holiday season. So it's on Passion's Christmas album, Hope Has a Name, and it's called The King Has Come, and 100% would recommend it. So the song I'm going to recommend is a song that Thomas actually recommended a few months back when mm-hmm. they dropped this. They dropped this song back in 
April, June, if something like that. Sovereign Grace music. We love Sovereign Grace. Mm-hmm. Bob Coughlin, um, who's a phenomenal, probably one of the best worship leaders in the country um, who's ever lived. I'll, I'll make that. I'll make that statement. And so anyway, Bob Coughlin wrote this song um, along with his team at Sovereign Grace called uh, "Oh Come All You Unfaithful," and it's actually going to be the topic of today. Um, this song is so so true and it hits so deep in the heart mm-hmm. of who we are as human beings all right we are not faithful so oh come are you faithful who's coming you know what i'm saying yeah. like, like i mean like and not to put down on that great song you know come are you faithful no joyful and triumphant like well we can come because we're faithful we have faith in jesus mm-hmm. but what we need to realize is that the gospel is an invitation to the unfaithful. Right. And so let's talk about that, Luke. All right. So how is O Come All You Faithful, as we talk about this song, and as we just really talk about the idea behind the song, how is the Christmas season for the unfaithful? Like, what would you say about that? So ultimately, we need to recognize that we did not deserve to have the Christmas season. We did not deserve to have our Savior come down to earth to live a life we couldn't live, die the death we deserved just so he could save us. We did not deserve any of that. This was all an act of God's grace and mercy and love towards us, something that we could never earn in our own will or power because we're sinful. So the fact that the song takes that spin on such a timeless song and it's like, no, you are unfaithful. That's the message of the gospel. Like Jesus came in spite of our unfaithfulness. Yeah, man. I mean, there's that verse. um, There's a verse in, I think it's 2 Timothy where Paul's quoting what we believe to be an early Christian creed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, when we are faithless, he is faithful. You know, and that is the most like, I mean, because here's the thing, like Jesus died so that we could have faith in him. Right. I mean, Ephesians 2 tells us that even the faith that we have is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, like, it's just so many times I think that we create a dichotomy because we're saved. And then there's the lost. You know what I'm saying? It's the saved and the lost. It's the sheep and the goats. It's all these things. And now those dichotomies, we see them in Scripture. But what we need to realize is is that the gospel is not for some, like, super species of human. It's not for some, like, awesome, great people who have it all together. No, the gospel's for the broken. And so Christmas, as broken of a story as it is, you know, I mean, just think about Mm -hmm. the Christmas story. You have a pregnant teenage girl who was engaged. All right. That's a, I mean, that, I mean, from the outside looking in, that's a broken story. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a husband who thinks that she's been unfaithful, goes to divorce her, has a vision from God, all right, from an angel, stays with his wife, sticks with his wife. And then they can't even get into, a, they can't even get into a, a house to sleep. So they have to sleep inside of the equivalent of what would be a modern day barn, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, essentially like a cave. Yeah. Baby's born. Among the animals, among all these, (laughs) among all these farm animals, laid inside a manger. In chaos, yeah, absolute chaos. Immediately hunted down. Yeah, immediately hunted down. Flee to Egypt. I mean, baby. I mean, like genocide, dude. Yeah, like like, I mean, like baby genocide. Two year old and under getting killed right there on the spot. Flees to Egypt, you know. And then the wise men show up. All right, that, that, two years later. Yeah, two years later. All right, we gotta take that dig. All right, listen. Um, if you have an activity scene in your house, 
and the, the wise men, men there. On the other side of the house. Dude, it's very easy. My brother called me the other day, and they <laughs> set up his nativity scene, and he said, hey, 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 Tyler, uh, where, do the, where do the wise men go in the nativity scene? There's like an order. I said, uh, they shouldn't be there yet. Like, go with the, <laughs> my brother lives like in the like front of my mom's house. I said, go put them at my mom's house. Yes. Like, that, that, that's the most accurate. Dude, they're, they're still on their way. They're on their way. Like, they're still traveling. They're, they're, they're on their way. Um, but, man, I mean, God, in the midst of brokenness, Working out the story for the unfaithful because he's the faithful one. Mm-hmm. He's the one who provided the way. Yeah. And his, the way is himself. You know? And I would encourage you, like, go get on YouTube, like, right now, if you're listening to this podcast. Pause it. Go watch the YouTube video, the, the official video for Oh Come All You Unfaithful. Mm-hmm. In the video, you have somebody who has just recently experienced loss, like somebody whose like, husband just died. You have somebody who's like just recently had a stillborn child. You have somebody that's just recently experienced like um, that they've been inside like a strained marriage, feelings of shame, or simply just you know weeping, just a, just a broken heart over the brokenness of our world. And when you watch the video, these are people experiencing the song for the first time. Hmm. That was the same experience I had when I listened to the song. I was like, oh my gosh! I mean, just listen. The very first part of the lyrics, I showed this to my wife the other day. I said, man, this is just me. Oh, come all you unfaithful. Come weak and unstable. Come know that you were not alone. Oh, come barren and waiting ones weary of praying. Come see what your God has done. Christ is born. Christ is born for you. Oh, come bitter and broken. Come with fears unspoken. Come taste of his perfect love. Oh, come guilty and hiding ones. There is no need to run. See what your God has done. He's the lamb who was given slain for our pardon. His promise is peace for those who believe. So come, though you have nothing, come, he is the offering. Come see what your God has done. It's beautiful. Dude, it's a, it, 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 that's the gospel. Yeah. That's the gospel. I love that it says, come, those of you who have nothing. Like, what does that mean for you, Luke? I mean, that you have nothing to bring to God. Like, what does that mean to you? That's us. Like, I forget which verse it is, but it's Paul saying, like, all of our righteous deeds are nothing but filthy rags in the eyes of God. Like, nothing we could do on this earth amounts to anything compared to eternity. So we are the broken. We need to realize that. And we need to also realize, I'm going to steal this quote from this article on the Gospel Coalition, that Jesus wasn't born for the people that have it all together. Mm. He was born for the people that are broken, the people who have nothing in this world. That's why he was born. That's why he came. So there's that. a there's that um, there's an old do you remember the do you remember that guy gosh he got really popular for a minute is he I wonder if he's still popular Jefferson Bethke do you remember him I have no idea who that okay, is. okay okay look here in just a minute after this podcast is over if we're done recording we're gonna watch this uh, this video okay he was like a Christian do you remember when spoken word used to be really big yeah like the Christian spoken word movement yeah um did you know I did spoken word for a minute I did not know yeah that. dude I did some spoken word that's for pretty a minute. funny yeah it's pretty funny um I actually went to a um gosh this is about to date me I went to the slam poetry contest oh at Montevallo University I didn't participate but like but like my buddy like came in second that night did a slam poetry contest at this coffee shop so in Montevallo hilarious right and so <laughs> um, all around. yeah dude uh, bro it was I mean man it was pretty powerful man but anyway and so um <laughs> It's so funny. I just remember that moment. Wow. All right. So anyway, he was like this Christian spoken word artist, and he had this like this like one was like Jesus is greater than religion. All right. And so now we I'm going to go ahead and say it. Christianity is a religion. Mm-hmm. 
all right? No. A lot of people are like, but Tyler, it's a relationship. No, it's a religion, all right? James literally says a, a pure and undefiled religion before God our Father is this, taking care of widows and orphans in their distress. Mm-hmm. All right? So it's a religion. There's a religious aspect to our faith. Now, there is a relationship, all right, that drives our religion, but what we do is religious, all right? right? It's religion. But he has a thing called Jesus' greater religion. He's, he's essentially harping against legalism. Yes. And what he says is that our churches are not museums for good people. They're hospitals for the broken. Mm-hmm. Our churches should be closely, more closely looking like a triage center where there are wounded and broken everywhere when we are healing them with the power of the gospel. Then coming in and going, hey, look, look at what this person has done. Oh, man, look how great this person is. Mm-hmm. And so many times that's what we lean towards. Right. We honor those who, and I'm not nothing against like honoring those who have done good and lived a good life, mm-hmm. but we elevate those people. Right. You know, like we're walking through like it's like the, the pantheon of good Christians. Mm-hmm. No, we're a hospital for the broken. And that's what Jesus says even. Yeah. I came to save the, the you know, I mean, Sick people aren't in need. I mean, uh, healthy people are in need of a doctor. Right. You know, I've come to bring to, to bring healing to those who need healing. And so that's what Jesus does, man. That's what he did. Um, I was reading Gentle and Lowly, and I told you guys about this. So just, I'm trying to remember which podcast. I recommended it recently. Gentle mm-hmm. and Lowly by Dane Ortland. Phenomenal book. Um, I've been reading this book. It's great. I would highly recommend it. There's only one verse in all the Bible that tells us about the heart of Jesus. Did you know this? There's only one verse. Really? Yep, only one verse. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Listen, to you who is listening to this right now, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. For you who labor and are heavy laden, come to Jesus. He is gentle and he is lowly in heart, right? Like he is humble. He is there to serve you. That is what he is desire. his desire is for you. And so many times we elevate ourselves. We think that we are better off than what we really are. No, you are the unfaithful bride. I am the unfaithful bride. Luke is the unfaithful bride. But we have a faithful groom in Jesus. Mm-hmm. We have a Jesus who has come to seek and save the lost. We have a Jesus who broke into our chaotic world to restore us. And just as one man brought destruction through sin, Adam, the new and be- the true and better Adam has come to restore us back to relationship with him so that we can grow, so that we can ultimately be new creations in Christ. Mm. And so we wish you a Merry Christmas in this coming season. Oh, come, all you unfaithful. Thanks for being here today, Luke. Thanks for uh, listening to our podcast today on the ReCharge Podcast. We'll see you next week.